Yeah, we know it'll never happen, but hey, it's worth a shot. Hollywood, hire us. All right, we're going to stick with the 1990s. And this time we're crossing the borders into the other world of DC. Ooh. Or uh, as Marvel would call it, the distinguished competition. <laughs> Anything but distinguished at sometimes. Sometimes it's blatant ripoff of, blatant ripoff <laughs> of each other. Oh, yeah, there's, there's guilt on both sides. Hey, did you know that both sides have a multi-billionaire philanthropist that's also a crime-fighting villain? Or a crime-fighting superhero? Right, and they also have a um, do-good Boy Scout type of character that's basically a god. Well, Captain America's not really a god, per se. No, they have a Superman in Mar- like a Superman type thing in Marvel. I don't remember who oh, it is now. okay. And then you've also got Wolverine and Lobo. Same character. <laughs> So I um let's go ahead and cast. We talked a little bit last time about the '90s DC with like Nick Cage as the Joker, and my Brendan like Fraser as Superman. <clears throat> I like it. So all right, so who? That's that's two of them. Uh, let's let's go for Wonder Woman. What about Wonder Woman for the '90s DC side? '90s DC Wonder Woman. Oh wait, Lucy Lawless. Duh. Lucy Lawless would be uh, probably my first pick. Hell yes. I was trying to think, would there be somebody else that you would want to really put in that role? I they mean, have to arm wrestle Lucy Lawless for it, and I don't think they're going to win. Well, it's the 90s. What about China? Shit. Okay, maybe. Yeah, she would win. But, I mean, like, would, would she be a good Wonder Woman, or would she be better off playing just one of the random Amazons? Uh, you could have her as, um, shit, what's her name? The the head chick on the mask, whatever. The mascara. Yeah, that. <laughs> Connie Nielsen's character in the in the new ones. Okay, yeah. I mean, that'd be okay. I could just see her as an Amazon. I can't remember her name. I keep wanting to say Chlamydia, but I know it's not right. <laughs> they didn't have names like that until man came to the island. Nope. Um, but dang I it, think, what is her name? I like Lucy Lawless as Diana Prince. Okay, I'm gonna, that's going to bug the shit out I'm of I'm going to keep that. You keep talking. I'm going to look this up. <laughs> so, who would we have be Steve Trevor? Uh, I'm going to guess if we cast him Matt in the... Matt Damon. I'm going to say, if we cast him in the Marvel side, it's fine. They can get cast over here, too. I'm not taking any, but I just don't want to, like, do it. Like, this time, this the DC Universe is not directed by Tarantino. Matt Damon. I don't know who's oh, going to direct it. Hippolyta. Hippolyta, yeah, Hippolyta. Hippolyta, whatever, however you pronounce it. Yep. I'm sure I'm butchering it because I don't speak Amazon. Hmm. So we see Matt Damon and Steve Trevor. Okay. Yeah, Matt Damon. Kind of like Private Ryan. All over again. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of, sort of. I'm okay with that. All right, so we have, who did you say is a Joker? Uh, Nick Cage. Nick Cage. So who would be Batman. The 90s. Oh. Well, technically, we had Batman yeah, in the 90s. Yeah, but we, we had not good Batman in the 90s, besides like 89 and 91 or 2. So, Michael Keaton. If we could keep Michael Keaton as Batman, but then we'd have to keep Nicholson as Joker. So, we're going to go with a connected DC universe, so we'll just have to reboot in the 90s. Nah, let's just wipe it and just start with our own. Like, we were... Let's say we're making Zack Snyder's 90s. <laughs> okay. 
So we've got to wipe all that out. And I like your idea, Nick Cage's Joker. So who would be a Batman that wasn't Batman in the 90s? So not Clooney, not, not Kilmer, Kilmer, and not, not Keaton. Keaton. Oh, man. Who would have been a good Batman? Got to have that jawline. I'll come back to it. Ben Affleck. No. <laughs> I thought he did a fine job recently. I forgot the rule. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Harley Quinn for Rusa Balk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's crazy enough to do it. She would like, there's been a thing on the internet about, oh, she should have been Harley Quinn. Not now. She shouldn't be. No, In the 90s, then, she should have been. In the 90s, absolutely. Absolutely. She would have been perfect for it. So I say Faruza Balk is Harley. We got Nick Cage as a Joker. That's a weird couple like pairing going on there. Seems like a little robbing the cradle, but. Hey, you chose Nick Cage for the Joker. Hey, he's just fucking crazy enough. He, yeah. Keep his hairline the way it is now. Dye it green. <laughs> that way you got it when he's like normal. He's going to have to slick back. But as he gets more manic, it's just going to go everywhere. Go <laughs> and he's got the facial expressions. He wouldn't need a whole lot of other than white makeup. Yeah, because he can do the grin. I think I think the control he has over his facial expressions would need very little prosthetic or makeup aside from just coloring the skin. So, penguin. When we had a penguin, but that's a temporary Again, penguin. Again, we're erasing anything that happened in the '90s, DC wise. I don't know who you would get to be penguin in the '90s. Um, at one point, they were going to have Robin Williams as the Riddler. I still like that. I wish they'd have done it. I think, yeah, I'm okay with that casting. We'll keep that. He would have been good as the Riddler. They, I think they were going to do that. The, the rumor was that they were going to do that in the third um, Dark of the Dark Knight trilogy that Christopher Nolan did. Oh. That would have been cool as hell because he had just, he had just done one hour photo. So. That insomnia. He oh, was, yeah. That was really dark. So, yeah. Um, that could have been good. Batman. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm okay with what we got, but it would have been it would have been interesting to see Nolan do that. What if we had Harrison Ford as Two Face? Yes. Instead of Tommy Lee Jones. Heck, even Harrison Ford as Batman. No. No. That's really a tough call for the '90s. I'm sure there's people I've forgotten about. Locked away in my mind castle somewhere. Possibly Keanu Reeves for Batman? Eh. I don't know about that. But this was pre-John Wick, so... Yeah. You gotta really have somebody that's gonna have a really good standoff, like polar opposite of Brendan Fraser. As Superman. You gotta have that other end of the spectrum for Batman. I'll just put the suit on Kevin Conroy as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. But then uh, that would mean we go ahead and just put the makeup on Hamill too. Again, still okay. Dude, with I it. wouldn't be half the voices that they had for the animated series. I would have watched a live action version. Oh, absolutely. Richard Mole is two face. I'd watch that. Yeah. Um, was it Cree summer is Harley. Um, it was 
I can't remember her name, but that was just her voice. Oh, okay. Wow. The, the uh, Aaron Sorkin? No, Sorkin. <laughs> I think her last... Damn it, now you're going to make me have to look shit up. Aha. Uh-huh. All right, so let's go a different direction. Who would you put as Aquaman? I was getting ready to suggest that. Um... And I'm thinking more traditional Aquaman, not Jason Momoa Aquaman. You mean Kevin Costner? You know what? Waterworld, why not? <laughs> He's got experience. We're just typecasting at this we point. We really are. Don't you just love our originality on this show? Hey, it's as original as anything else coming out of Hollywood. Ah, oh, zing. Okay. You set that one up. I did. Didn't even intend Soft to. Soft pitch, man. Didn't even intend to. Okay, so that's Aquaman. Oh, Flash. Got to be someone kind of youngish. Youngish in the 90s to be very... Oh my God, Paul Rudd. Okay. Okay. He would have been a good... He would have been a good Barry. I'm okay with that, I guess. What about Green Lantern? Well, we got to choose. Are we doing Hal, John, or Guy? Shit. Um... I don't know. I didn't realize Helen Slater was the voice of Talia al Ghul on the animated series. I didn't realize that either. Awesome. Ron Perlman was Clayface. I would watch a live action version of that. Uh, yeah. Let's make him Clayface in our 90s. (laughs) Roddy McDowell is the Mad Hatter. Why do they waste all this on the animated series, man? I forgot that Roddy McDowell is that voice. The Mad Hatter is. I would watch John Glover as the Riddler. Oh, yeah. Roddy McDowell, I, I, I'm sorry, Mad Hatter is such a ridiculous Batman villain. I'm just going to say it. Who is Hatter? <laughs> yes. So I was telling you earlier about Dying is Easy, the Bat in the Sun mm. short film they just did. There is a hint that they're kind of getting at with him and his Alice's that turns him into more of a sexual predator. Oh, that's dark. So... The Mad Hatter would work as a villain if you take it that route. Because the last thing, like, when Batman catches him, he's like, Batman says never again and stomps on his freaking dick. Like, just those big heavy boots with the cleats just stomp and twist. God. Because it's always about, he says you're never taking another girl's innocence. Oh, God, that's creepy. And I'm like, I never thought of the Mad Hatter as, like, a pedophile. But... It's I, Gotham, so why not? I, if we want to go dark. <laughs> I mean it, like. That'd be hella dark. I've probably already passed. That's not the dumbest villain the Batman's ever had, though. Condiment King? Yeah. How about Egghead? The only good thing about Egghead was he was played by Vincent Price. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be honest, I didn't think, I, I really don't give two shits about Man Bat. I mean, it's. It's interesting as a, like, juxtaposition. Arlene Sorkin. There we go. Oh, okay. And her voice, she just, just sounds, sounds like that. That is okay. her accent. Yep. I heard an interview with her. That is just her voice. <laughs> but, yeah, Man Bat's a good Jekyll Hyde thing. Yeah. Um, there was one where they literally had a dude that thought he was Zeus from Olympus. That was one of the dumbest episodes. King, King Tut? <laughs> So I'm reaching back to 66 Batman with some like the villain of the week. <laughs> yeah, that was dumb too. <laughs> um, Poison Ivy, Gina Davis. 
Yeah, 100%. And uh, still not sure about Batman. Just... This is a case where it's going to be a lot easier to cast the villains than it will be the hero. It will be. Alfred in the 90s. Uh, well, we can't use we can't use Michael Caine and we can't use Jeremy Irons. No, unfortunately, because they're because they were perfect. Uh, Ro- I got you a Robin. Oh, yeah. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. OK, I'm, I'm with that. I think I might have found an Alfred. OK, Roger Moore. OK. Why not? Why not just why not just get Connery to be, ba- be Alfred? Because I want him for something bigger. Okay. I just don't know what. I'm okay with that. I was. You thought I was going to segue, probably, but no, I really don't have anything yet. I'm sorry. We'll come up with something. But Connery, I want as something. I want Connery to have something more to do than just be a butler. Although, if if we were showing MI five version of Alfred, I could see Connery. Yeah. Or Roger Moore. I really did kind of set myself in a set myself up for that one, didn't I? No, that's fine. So we got I've got we, we've, clearly we got Robin as JTT. So yeah, we could actually do multiple Robins if you wanted to do him as Dick Grayson, and then when we get to um, does Dick become Nightwing? Yes. Okay. Who is it? Tim Drake was next. Yes. And is he the one that Joker beats to death with a crowbar? Yep. All right, I say Ryder Strong. Okay. As Tim Drake, because then he gets to become Red Hood. Then we get to see Ryder Strong be a villain. Wait, what? Yeah, so apparently Red Hood was the bat, was the joke, was the Robin that got beat to death. Maybe it wasn't Tim Drake. If you beat him to death, how does it become? Well, he didn't really apparently get beat to death. Apparently, he was beat almost to death, and they okay just thought he was dead. And he, because he got abandoned by Batman and replaced by Batman, okay. he became the Red Hood. Oh, no, I don't want James Marsden in this. Why not? Luke Perry is Batman. I kind of <laughs> see that. <laughs> I mean, give young Luke shot. Perry. Give him a shot of redemption. Young Luke Perry, I think, would be. Hey, Yeah. Sadly, he's no longer with us, but... No. Can't use Alicia Silverstone as Batgirl. No. So we need another cast for... We need another choice for Barbara. Uh, no. Tiffany Amber Theason. Huh. <laughs> That's a thought. I mean, it's a thought. I don't know if it's a good one, but it's a thought. I'm still trying to think of Aquaman, because I want... I want like blonde haired. I want blonde haired Arthur Curry, not Brad okay. Pitt. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. Brad Pitt is Aquaman. Perfect, because I he'd look just like he did in Troy. Yeah, it'd be perfect. Especially if you do the that Arthur Curry had long hair and like the harpoon arm. Mm-hmm. Yep, that'd be perfect. That works so well. I don't get me wrong. I love what Jason Momoa is doing as Aquaman. I freaking yes. love it, but. I'm thinking, <clears throat> I'm not thinking Zack Snyder is DC. I'm thinking 90s DC and 90s would have been a little more. It wouldn't have been quite as dark yet. No, it wouldn't have been. Um, Catwoman. Not Halle Berry. 
No, and clearly not Michelle Pfeiffer, even <laughs> though she knocked that out of the fucking park. Yeah, she did. Uh, Demi Moore. Okay. I could see Demi Moore as Catwoman. Let's see. Hey, Allison Hannigan is, uh, as Batgirl. Okay. 90s, how old would she have been then? Well, she was old enough to be on Buffy, the Vampire Slayer. She could have been a very young Barbara Gordon. Okay. Because American Pie would have been 98? Something like Buffy that. Buffy the Vampire Slayer started in 97. All right. So if you set so if you're if your Batman movies end up in, you know, towards the end of the She'll 90s. She'll age into the Batgirl. Right, exactly. Thing. Okay. I'm okay with that. I think that's a good idea. So we gotta cast her father then. Who's gonna be Jim? Oh, Jim. Tom Selleck. Fuck yes. <laughs> He's got the mustache. The mustache is the cat. That's, that's <laughs> the, it's the seller. Yeah. That's pretty much it. The casting director on this was like, just send me pictures of mustaches. That's the one. That is Turns it. Turns it over. Tom Selleck. Power of Tom Selleck's mustache compels you. Yes. Okay. All right. So we got Jim. We got Allison. Uh, let's see. Trying to work in some other people too, because I want to throw Mich- I want to throw Sarah Michelle Geller into this for some- for something. Oh, she could be um, if you throw the Teen Titans into this, she could have been Starfire. Okay. She could be. Ooh, Eliza Dushku could be Raven. Oh shit! Yeah, that would have been awesome. I'm o- I'm okay with that. We need more of her and things. Yeah, that would have been great. Trying to think of who else we can get to be other villains. Like, I still haven't thought of a good penguin. Again, Dan DeVito was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, so I'm trying to think. Of, all right, actors of that body style, body shape. At that point, Brian Dennehy as <laughs> penguin. A little too tall, but he might have had the bulk for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, there's nothing saying Penguin has to be short, but no, he just is large. Because I mean, Burgess Meredith. I don't know how tall Burgess Meredith was, though. Uh, we'll come back to some of these. Um, what about? Because I'm still thinking of some of the some of the mains in the DC universe, like. Um, well, which Green Lantern are we going to go with, for one? I say go ahead and go with the... Uh, I say go ahead and go with John Stewart. Let's get some color in here. All right, so John Stewart... Let's mix it up a little. John Stewart in the 90s. We need some diversity in this sucker. How about Damon Wayans? Yes. Because I'm not thinking blank man Damon Wayans. I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking of um, Last Boy Scout Yeah. Damon Wayans. I could see it, yeah. I had to think of the movie. Or Mo Money, Damon Wayans. Mo Money. I I can see it. And if you wanted to do, like, the buddy cop in space thing with, like, him and Hal. Oh, there you go. It would be funny. But I wouldn't do, like, a Bruce Willis. Let's not just do Last Boy Scout in space. Right, no. No, Put him with someone else besides Bruce Willis. So who who would your Hal be for that? Jason Priestley. (laughs) <laughs> all right <laughs> all right so i'm just like i'm like we already got luke perry as batman i'm not gonna argue with it 
Wait, wait, wait. I might, I might, ar- I might argue with you, Jason Lee. Jason Lee, as as how? As how? Okay. J- can you imagine Jason Lee and Damon Wayans? Oh my lord! Trading barbs. Oh god. You want a buddy cop movie? There's your buddy cop movie. I think Jason Lee would be a good Sinestro. Really? Okay. I mean, we like him as a villain. That's true. Uh, to be fair, I'd just like him as anything, really. Yeah. Okay, so... We got that. Okay, so... Clarify on something for me. Can we still have Bat? Can we still have Ben Affleck as something, just not Batman? No. He can't be in anything. Nope. He's ben. out of this one. He's out because he's already been in DC. Damn. Alright. Did we have Matt Damon as anybody yet? You suggested something for Matt Damon. Steve Trevor. Oh, yeah, that's right. Steve now, the, I did, I am technically, I'm breaking the rule because Brendan Fraser is the voice of the robot boy in Doom, Doom, Patrol. Doom Patrol. But I don't know if that's part of the greater DC universe or not. I don't know if I want to consider that. And then I've also not watched Doom Patrol, so. Uh, same. Oh, we need a Supergirl. We do need a Supergirl. Hmm. Not Uma. No. Ah, uh, can we not? There, that would be Sarah Michelle Gellar right there. Okay, yeah, no, you're right. Supergirl should be Sarah Michelle Sarah Michelle Gellar because she needed to be younger. She needed to be a younger Kara and age into it. Yeah, right. and I think and I think that Kara has that neck girl next door type thing. Sure, like she's. Just, no, I don't want to say, like, over-the-top beautiful, but Sir Michelle Geller is attractive, but it's always been this kind of attainable, like, <laughs> I don't know, I'm probably going to have to edit this out because I'm pissing people off, but <laughs> I just mean that the, that her, her look... She seems her, more approachable than, yeah. like, say, like if, you know, um, uh, who do people always fawn over? Nowadays, people I don't fawn over. Well, whatever. That's the problem. Like, I don't know if you're going to... Like Madonna. Like, like, there's someone who's not approachable. Right, yeah. But Sarah Michelle Gellar, I think, her thing I liked about her when she was even on All My Children is there was a very girl-next-door type vibe. Yeah. Like, she seemed like someone you could just walk up to and start talking to. Yeah. As opposed to, like, someone who just looks like a supermodel and, like, you know you can't talk to them. Yeah, no, there's an aura of fuck off around. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't know, she might have that. But, hey, she's been with Freddie Prince Jr. how long now? I hope that never fades. Like, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Freddie Prince Jr., we can work him in here somewhere. We can. Uh, What about as... He could be Barry. Huh? He could be Barry. Yeah, but who did we have as Barry already? You said Paul Rudd. I like that. <laughs> I mean, I just... Freddie Prince Jr. is charismatic, but he's not that charismatic. Who was the third Robin? Uh, Jay, no, Tim Drake was the third Robin. Jason Todd was the one that got Was beat the one that got beat. That's yeah. the one. I want Ryder Strong to be Jason Todd. We need to have Freddie Prince Jr. be Tim Drake. Okay, sure. For Martian Manhunter, I guess you would just need a voice, wouldn't you? Mostly. And hell, I think at one point, the cartoons, I think Phil Lamar was the voice of Martian Manhunter <laughs> on one of the cartoons. Nice. Orlando Jones. Okay, yeah, Orlando Jones. 
Was he even doing anything in the 90s? He might have been just starting in the 7-Up commercials back then. Maybe. Well, he was in that movie with uh, Co- Duchovny. Was that? That in- was Evolution. That was in the 2000s. 2000s? Ah. Okay, well then we'll go with... But he was doing the 7-Up commercials by the 90s, I think. Yeah. I mean, I like him as Manhunter, but you could also cast Keen and Ivory Wands. Maybe. <laughs> I was going to say Chris Rock or Tucker. Oh, we, no. can't have, we can't have Jim Carrey in any of this because he was the Riddler. You're right. Shit. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so Marsha Manhunter. I'm, I'm trying to go through the list of all the Justice League people. Marsha Manhunter. Is there anybody I've missed? Hawkman, I guess. Yeah, Hawkman. Arrow. The Green Arrow. Oh, Arrow. Duh. <laughs> Which, I mean, I, he wasn't really in... I mean, the shows, but they didn't do him in a movie. Oh, this is the 90s. Wouldn't we probably wouldn't be afraid to do him. But you'd have to have somebody blonde that has the damn Errol Flynn thing going on. Because Cariel was... Car- there we go. Perfect. Win. Our, Nailed our, it. Our, Next one. Our, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nailed it. Next one. Okay, so... Uh, so who's going to be Reverse Flash? Oh. We got to assume they're doing a Flash movie that that's going to be a villain somehow. I mean, I want a Bizarro Superman. Oh, we got Brendan... We just do Brendan Fraser as Bizarro, too. Actually, I kind of like that idea because he he really could do that. Mm-hmm. You're right. Well, in that case, Reverse Flash could just be Paul Rudd. Yeah, but Reverse Flash was um, Eobard Thawne from the future. So there was an actual person oh. in the suit. So Damn. okay. I just got to think of like who you would get to be the villain. And mm. we got Paul Rudd as our Barry Allen. I really don't know. You know what? Of all the Superman movies we've had, we've never once had a Bizarro movie. We've never once had a Brainiac movie. Although you could kind of argue that Superman 3 was like a piss poor attempt at a Brainiac movie. Oh, is that the one with the computers? Yep. Yeah, I know. Ooh, Lex Luthor. I got you a Lex Luthor. Oh, go for it. This is 1990s era natural born killers. Woody, Woody Harrelson. Harrelson. Yeah. As Lex Luthor. I like it. He'd be good. I, I, I thought that too. I'm like, yes, there's another person that could be Lex and it'd be him. That'd be good. I'm looking forward. So then you could get Juliet Lewis to be Miss Tessmacher. <laughs> Miss Tessmacher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Robert Downey Jr. is Otis. No. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Let's take the three things from Natural Born Killers and we'll just put them over here. <laughs> I am looking forward to seeing Woody Harrelson as Carnage. Yeah, they keep pushing the date back on that. Well, I still want to see it, though. Oh, yeah, I want to see it. <laughs> as long as they fix his hair. That wig was horrible. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, let's try to think of who actually could be Otis. <laughs> okay, so not Robert Downey Jr. No, not Robert Downey Come Jr. Come on. Uh, not 90s Robert Downey Jr. Do we even need an Otis? Not really, because we're not redoing the... Um, the 70s, the, yeah. Yeah, we're not redoing the... the we're not redoing the, the Christopher Reeve Superman. No. I'm going to go on record Donner, and say... Donner. Huh? Donner. Donner cut. I was trying to yeah. give the director. I'm going to go on record and say that I absolutely fucking hate Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. Um, yeah. 
I, I don't like. I don't like it. I did not like his. I, I think. He, let me clarify. I don't think he's a bad actor. I just don't like what he does with the character. No, I did not like his take on the character at all. It was very, very on the spectrum. <laughs> the way he acted, because he was very eccentric and weird, and he had the thing with the gum, like. I get that Lex is supposed to be super intelligent, but it doesn't necessarily mean he's super intelligent and autistic. Yeah. And there was very much an Asperger's type. And maybe that was just me reading too much into the performance. Because he was very socially awkward. I just didn't like it. And <laughs> I just straight up didn't like it. I was trying to find a way to justify. Well, maybe I was saying Lex is on the spectrum because of his high intellect. But I prefer like what John Cryer has been doing with Lex Luthor on Supergirl. Okay. Is he is a genius. He sees so many moves ahead. And it's not about fucking real estate. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I the thing if I were going to portray Lex Luthor, okay, I like I like what you said about the being three you know, seeing five moves ahead of everybody. There's that. But also there's um I would imagine with Lex being the smartest person in the room at all times, it's got to be fucking exhausting for him. And it's got, he's got to be just constantly, not like full on pissed off, but just always at a constant, you know. I'm going to strangle everybody here. Yeah, constant irritation. If I hear one more person say something absolutely batshit stupid, right. I'm going to blow this room up. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's kind of my take on the Riddler. Is oh, he's yeah. just same thing. He's just so exhausted being the smartest person in the mm-hmm. room all the time that there's. And then when he finally gets a, a someone who's a challenger, he's like, oh. "It's a little refreshing." But yeah. then it's wait, I'm no longer just the smartest pet person in the room. Uh-uh. He's so used to that. He's so used to everybody being below his level and in intellect. Yep. When he meets up with the great detective, yeah, who's at least his equal. Hmm. There's not room for two people at the top. Nope. And so Riddler's got to beat him. Yes. Yep. So, I mean, that would have been my take on Riddler. That's even my take on Riddler now. I don't know what they're going to do with it in this, the Batman, but... I don't know either. It looks... It uh, looks interesting, but I still prefer what I said, my idea of him being... I I think of, like, Seven and the, like, serial killer type thing. yeah. And I still, my idea of him doing, like, instead of cash cab, crash cab. Yeah. There's all these automated self-driving taxis in Gotham now yeah. that are built by Wayne Tech. And when people get into them, the screen gets taken over with little green question marks. And they yep. have to answer questions if they want to get to their destination on time, alive. You get one question. You don't get three strikes. The Riddler does not give you three strikes. No, he gives you, you one. one. You strike once, it wrecks. Yep. Into the bay, into a building, whatever. You don't make it. Yep. And that can happen... When you open up the movie, you can have the commissioner saying this is the eighth one this week. You need to go ahead and establish this is a body count and there's a pattern. Mm-hmm. And then we see Bruce getting into one at, at the end of some gala or event. He's the first one to actually answer the riddle's right to get home. And that intrigues That's me. like, wait a minute. This was Bruce Wayne. The reason, and my reasoning is, the reason Riddler is doing this to these taxis is he's hacked them. Because this was his idea. And it was stolen. By Wayne Enterprises. By Wayne Enterprises. Maybe not by Bruce not or by Lucius. Bruce. 
but by somebody in the in thing. Someone who, took credit for it that shouldn't have. Right. They stole his code. Maybe he was coding it like we're going to go with the uh, Apple and the thing like those two people together. Mm-hmm. And one of them took it all and went and made a billion dollars selling it to Wayne Enterprises. While Edward Nigma Didn't get just, gets, yeah, just goes off into obscurity. So we yep. you establish him as he loves riddles. He's also a hacker. Mm-hmm. So I think that because you do that and then it's all right. Then he starts doing other crimes and leaving riddles. Yep. And that's when he's because this guy is going to figure out who Batman is. It's not. Yeah, because it's the Riddler. He should figure it out. Yeah, he should figure it out. Like, I even have the idea, like Joker, I think. Should figure it out, but doesn't do anything about it because he wants to beat Batman. He doesn't want to beat Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. He wants to kill Batman. If he kills some billionaire that nobody knows is Batman, it's not going to matter. Well, and I don't I don't even necessarily see it as that Joker wants to kill Batman. It's more like, it's more like a weird fucking, it's more like a fucking weird chaos dance. I mean, it kind of is, he wants what, recognition? Eh. He wants attention? Yeah, kind of. But like, but like Joker, (laughs) Joker always has a thing that like, no, nobody else gets to kill Batman because he's my play toy. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I think he gets to the I think at some point you actually get Joker who gets to that point was like I this is it I'm gonna succeed, but then what? And then yeah exactly then what do I do? The joke's over like you can't right. have that you can't have that. That's why I think in the cartoon he like got pissed when Harley and Poison Ivy almost inadvertently killed Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Whoops. <laughs> so I mean that's that'd be my take on Riddler. I want to see a really good serial killer dark version of the Riddler. Just, but that's me. I, I don't even know, like, we've cast Robin Williams to do it in the 90s. I don't even think that role would be, that version of the Riddler, I don't think, would be Robin Williams. I think it could have been. I don't, um, when you say serial killer, I don't mean him killing them with his bare hands. No. Just like with, like you said, with car traps. Yeah, and shit anyone, like any, I think what they say on serial killers, if they've killed what? More than two to three people? Right. So... Yeah, he's definitely, I want him to hit, like, establish already a, not massive, but at least enough of a body count. I, th- I think what you said is good, just the eighth one, yeah. Yeah, you have to establish this has been going on, and they haven't figured it out yet. So then Batman's got to figure out, well, how are they hacking this? Right. You trace it back to an IP. Well, clearly, ha- joke, Riddler's going to mask that shit. Yeah, of course. You're gonna, it's going to get pinged over to Thailand and all kinds of shit. Yeah, oh yeah. That computer will figure it out, though. All yeah. right. That would have been a good movie. I would have watched that. <sighs> There's that, and then... Um, I still want a Clayface movie. A Clayface movie would be awesome, where he frames everybody. So Batman is too busy chasing all the red herrings around while Clayface yep. is getting away with everything. But I also would have liked a Clayface origin story, too. Yeah. Although Maybe a te- little better than the one they did on the animated series. Technically, you could do both, in theory, once Clayface realizes what he can do. Yeah. Because Clayface won't even be on Batman's radar yet, technically, once he first, once he first changes, and so Clayface can start framing all these pe- all these villains for all these crimes and taking all the cash, credit, etc. And Batman will be none the wiser. So you could technically work that into an origin story. It wouldn't be that difficult, right? So Bat- because the origin story really only takes up maybe the first twenty to thirty minutes of the film, and then you got the rest of it. 
him framing people and Batman trying to figure it out. Yeah. And that way you got all the you, you still get to use the other villains that we you have cast. Right. But like I my uh, idea was like you get the face off treatment of mm -hmm. these actors who are playing Joker have to act like whoever we cast as play Clayface yep. playing so and so playing the Joker. Oh, and for the record, 90s Clayface would have been John Goodman. Okay. I was going to say he could have been Harvey Bullock, but okay. Oh, also good. <laughs> All right, I'm with you on that. John, uh, John Goodman is Harvey Bullock. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I stand corrected. Because Clayface really, granted this is the 90s, so we're going to be working with the, the best slash worst CGI <laughs> possible. Depending on what, depending on what movie you're using it in. Yeah, well, we're gonna get what the spawn suit. <laughs> so you'll have the clay face suit essentially. A but, giant rubber poop monster. Well, work for Kevin Smith and Dogman. That came out in the nineties. <laughs> uh and on a very low budget. Um, so who else we have not cast? Like I'm thinking, okay, so we got Luke Perry as Bruce Wayne slash Batman. Clearly, we're doing year one. We're doing the intro because he's a sure. younger Bruce Wayne, sure. probably just back from being trained. So that means we have to have a Raja Ghoul and probably a Talia. And it can't be Liam Neeson, goddammit. No, <laughs> no, it can't be. I don't know who you would get to be Raja Ghoul for this. Uh, someone with that look. Who could have that look? The weird facial hair. Facial hair and. This, the wingtips. <laughs> Trying to think. You know what? Christopher Lloyd. Okay. You might have to do you might have to doctor up the hair a little bit, but I think it could be done. Okay. It'd be a different thing for him to do that I've not seen him do. Well, he was Judge Doom. Yeah, but that was still kind of an over-the-top villain. I mean, this is the 90s, so it's probably gonna be over the top. Anyway. Yeah. But to me, Rajal Ghoul is more calculating. Oh, he's very calculating. It's not over the top whatsoever. But I think I think Chris Floyd could do that. So who would we have as Talia al Ghul? Well, my initial choice is too young in the 90s to do it, so. Who? Christina Ricci. Uh, yeah, kinda. Kinda. So, we gotta think 90210, 90210 age. Because it was Luke Perry coming off of that. And we've already got, we already cast Tiffany Amber Theus into something, I thought. It's too bad. She would have been a good Zatanna. Yeah, well, Shannon Doherty is, no. <laughs> Actually, Shannon Doherty could have been a Zatanna, too. Yeah. I could see that. Ooh, what about uh, Milano as uh Alyssa Milano as Talia Ghul. Yeah. There you go. Perfect. That would have worked. That would have. Hollywood's like, well, we're not going to give you guys money for shit. <laughs> this is what you would do with it. I would invent a time machine and go back and make these movies. This is purely for fun, and this is purely us. I mean, it's not like we're casting stuff now. No, God, I, no. Not, not today, anyway. Um, okay, so who haven't we done on the Justice League side? And on the... Well, we haven't really cast Darkseid or Steppenwolf. Or... Well, shit like that's mostly going to be CG, though. And for those of you... The voices will be what's important. We haven't cast. Tony Todd could be your dark seed. He could voice. be. Ooh, we haven't cast Zod. Oh, now General Zod, though. 
or Jarrell. You kind of you have to have Superman's dad. Yeah. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Jarrell is Christopher Walken. God. You know who I would if I if you could I think because all we really need we don't need to see the whole him getting put in the ship on Krypton before it blows up. We need just him getting to the Fortress of Solitude, putting in one of the little discs and like and, it, yeah, his and father hearing father. it, not yeah. even seeing his father, just hearing his father, Christopher Reeve. You know what? That's true. Have yeah. him be the voice of Jarrell. That would have been good. For the nineties, that would have been that would have been a nice touching little. That would have been a nice little heart wrenching thing for everybody. Mm-hmm. But I I'm okay with that because then you could oh because if you did that like now I'm just getting like oh we have to have Lex Luthor is fucked up because of his dad Lionel which could be Gene Hackman. No. <laughs> no, but I'm I'm all for uh, Harrelson being Lex. Yeah. Okay, so uh, so that's Jarrell, but now Zod. Oh, General Zod. In the 90s. So it's Terrence Stamp then. How about Malcolm McDowell? I don't know. <laughs> My initial reaction was to actually say Christopher Walken again, but I don't, <laughs> <laughs> don't want to actually do that. I just think it's funny. Um, I can't. I cannot do a Christopher Walken impression of him saying, come, son of Jarrell, kneel before Zod. It would take 20 minutes to say that sentence. Come, son of Jarrell. Neil, before Zod. I can't even do a cookie. That was about was about right. I was picturing in my head. It's about but, right. Uh, <clears throat> no, I don't want Chris for walking to do that. I think it needs to be. I'm thinking someone else from Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction. That's kind of menacing. Tim Roth. Ooh, Tim Roth would actually not be a bad choice. I kind of want Bing Rames as a villain. Somewhere. There's Dark Side. Just Bing oh, Rames. Shit. In, there you go. Yeah. Bing Rames in a costume. Hell yeah. All right. All right. There's your Dark Side. Um, how would you do Brainiac? There's been so many versions of Brainiac, though. Like uh, James Marster has played a Brainiac on Smallville. Right. So, and there was recently one on Supergirl. That one would be Christopher Walken. Because Brainiac, if you get him where he has no morality, Brainiac is just a computer. Mm-hmm. Again, we're talking ones and zeros. So he would, so the pauses in between would make sense because he's calculating. Mm-hmm. Hmm, that's a thought. So yeah, I, th- I think that would work. Christopher Walken as Brainiac because then you'd actually get him choosing the words and planning okay. the outcomes. That's fair. Okay, so... Those are our big bads for Superman. Oh, except Zod. We didn't cast Zod, did we? Tim Roth. Oh, Tim Roth. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, I haven't cast Non or Ursa. Okay. But, I mean... Ooh, Ursa. Winona Ryder. (laughs) Okay. I just want to see if she can beat a a bad guy. Have her get all jacked up for muscles. Um, Ursa wasn't really that jacked up for... I mean... Non, though, man, I don't know if you're going to be able to top that O'Halloran guy that played Non. Yeah. Jack? Jack O'Halloran? He was pretty damn good. He was pretty good. But if you want someone that just, like, kind of only speaks some verbal grunts and gestures and is kind of buff... Not Arnold, but someone like Arnold. 
Because I think Arnold's a little too jacked up. Mm. Trying to picture somebody. Maybe Stallone. Maybe. Ah. But I think that's, again, I think that's too much. <laughs> Shit, the hell, we broke our rule last time when we cast Stallone in something in the 90s because he's in freaking Guardians. Son of a whore. So fuck the rules. Um, <laughs> I'm trying a good. I, re, I mean, really, I think that. You would, in the 90s, you'd reach out, find somebody from pro wrestling to do it, I think. Yeah, you could. Honestly, you could have Razor Ramon do it. Oh, God, Scott Hall. No. Scott Hall could. No, Nash. I, I, I could see Nash doing it. He was Super Shredder. He was the Russian. Okay. And the okay, Russian that's... didn't do much but grunt anyway. That's who I meant was Nash. I'm sorry. Yeah, you get Kevin I, Nash as I as get non, Hall and Nash confused. Because look at okay, Kevin Nash. If you dye his hair now, he's got gray hair, but he could have a similar haircut. He had the similar beard that Jack yeah. O'Halloran had. Yeah. So looks perfect. Yeah. He is like seven foot freaking tall. Yeah. I I always get those two confused. I'm sorry. <laughs> now, I don't know. He's Scott Hall would be great as something, but I not non. Uh, put him in the GI Joe movie, maybe. Oh, totally. Just have him throwing toothpicks at people for no reason. <laughs> oh, not for no reason to piss people off. <laughs> well, yeah, but there's no reason that they're aware of. He just yeah. walks by and chucks it at you and keeps going. And then all of a sudden, there's a magically there's another toothpick in his mouth. We don't know where it came from. It's just there. Like he has like a <laughs> kind of like a squirrel. He keeps him in his Never, cheeks. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's see. Um, so who are all the big bads in the League of Villains or whatever? Oh my God. You had Lex. You had Deathstroke. Really sad we don't get to see Joe Manganiello as Deathstroke in future movies. Kinda, right. Kind of pissed about that. He looked really good. He did. I don't know who you would guess as Death, Deathstroke in the in 90s, though. All right. What about... Oh, we haven't cast Charlie Sheen for nothing yet. Not Deathstroke. Okay. No. <laughs> Charlie Sheen could be Jimmy Olsen. I... What? No. <laughs> Perry White? <laughs> Martin Sheen is Perry White. Martin Sheen is Perry White. Um, I don't know, man. I'm trying to think. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, is DC just a bunch of white people? Because I can't think of any, like, villains of color. Um... I guess. And, and I mean, if they are, they're from alien races. Yeah, I was going to say, other than Martian Manhunter or John Stewart, who was given the Green Lantern back in the 70s. So he was their first black superhero. <sighs> wow, that's really sad. I never thought about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Damn, DC, you white. <laughs> uh -huh, that's why they're the distinguished competition. Oh, sure. I don't know. Um, man. Really, they don't. like. I, there, there's really no reason why in, most of these superheroes have to be... Not a one. Caucasian. Like... Yeah, what, what's to say it couldn't be a black Lex Luthor? It's or true. Or an Asian Lex Luthor? True. Well, then we just can't, you know, make an Asian stereotype out of Lex Luthor. Well, no. But... Can't just make it Lex Luthor. Like can't just say he's smart because he's good at math or something. Right, that, no, that'd be, that'd be horrible. That'd be racist. Hawkman, though, I mean, he's, just, he's just a guy. He's Granted, he's an alien. Yeah, but Hawkman could really, he could be like, he could be played by a Native American. Um, he could be played by 
Shit, it could play be played by you know someone from India, someone from Asia. I mean, yeah, whatever. I'll get that big dude from Friday. <laughs> yes, he was the president on uh, Fifth Element. Zeus. Yeah, yeah him It'd be Hawkman. <sighs> Speaking of nineties, hell, we don't know. Ice Cube should be in this bitch somewhere. Point. <laughs> That's a valid point. Shave his head and make him Lex Luthor. There you go. I would watch the hell out of Nice Cube Lex Luthor. Because because he already walks around like, I mean, granted, it's I, I know it's, you know, uh, for show. But back then he walked around like, you know, fucking mean mugging all the time anyway. So, yeah, he looks like he's constantly pissed off. So you've already got that going. And I mean, there's there's a few different stories of Lex either. He came into money because his dad was rich. Right. Or there's the one where Lex made himself. Right. He started from the ground up. And that is, Ice Cube is self-made. Oh, yeah. Totes. So if we're going to go with that Lex, who started out on the streets and worked his way up to becoming the head of a corporation. Yep. I Absolutely, and Ice Cube. And he would be someone who thinks five moves ahead of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He has to. Yep. You had to growing up on the streets. Yep. You had to to outrun the cops. Yep. You had, like, yeah. Perfect. I think he'd be a great villain. Fuck yeah. Ice Cube, if you're listening, props. Yeah. That'd be great. I wonder if you could totally work in like some hip hop references for uh, like the soundtrack for this this DC thing. We would totally have some like Ice Cube and Dre and Tupac on. Yes. Yes, we could. Oh, my God. That's oh the my one. You could have if I rule the world in the background when he's walk, like walking down the street. If I rule the world. Yeah. See, that's another thing that these movies, the Marvel Universe and the DC Universe needs when we make them in the 90s is they have to have killer soundtracks. Oh, yes. Because that's that was a thing in the 90s. Soundtracks like The Crow and Demon Knight. And the faculty. Faculty. Cruel Intentions. Oh, yeah. The Wedding Singer. American, well, Werewolf, American Werewolf in uh, Paris. Paris. Because uh, he... That was that was like the unwritten rule of the '90s. Even if the movie wasn't that good, the soundtrack was still banging. Crow too, City of Angels soundtrack way better than the movie. I would argue, teaching Mrs. Tingle soundtrack way better than the movie. Probably quite a few. I've got a few soundtracks that were way better than hell. Oh, the Escape from L.A. soundtrack was awesome. Oh yes. So yeah, we to- you totally get like awesome, just soundtracks for the '90s and stuff. Great alternative bands. Mallrats soundtrack. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, you could go all over the map with the soundtracks. It'd be great. And so then, um, another idea I had earlier, we were talking about my take on the Riddler. And I figure I'll go ahead and just say this because it's never going to happen. Is that, um, I have an idea for a Riddler story kind of in the same vein as Killing Joke. Which is, Ooh. the Killing Joke is the way it was written or the way that some people have read it and I'm going with Grant Morrison being one of the people whose interpretation of this is this the killing joke is the last Batman Joker story. Okay. It's the one that happens at the end because to him at the end, when you hear, see the last panel of the Joker laughing and it cuts off, it's because Batman finally broke his rule. The Joker has pushed him far enough that he finally killed him. And that's why it's the last, it's the killing joke. 
Now, granted, the animated movie went a different way with the ending and had them laughing together. Yes. But with that interpretation, just saying it's the final story of the two of them. I kind of have an idea of the final Riddler story. And I think the comics have done something similar, but maybe not quite the same way I was going to do it. And it would be Batman is investigating a bunch of crimes that are copycat crimes. They're all of the Riddler's greatest heists. Just They're done the exact same. So it's not even a challenge for him to defuse the bomb, solve the riddle. It's all shit that Batman has done before. Because like clearly, this is a person who is like fanboying over Edward Nigma. So how is he getting access to all this stuff? Probably talking to Nigma. Go to Arkham. Nigma's not there. They released him to the care of a hospital. And he broke out of that hospital, so he's out somewhere else. Batman's theory is, okay, well then whoever this copycat person has arranged an escape. And now there's two of them. They're working together. But then they keep, they're more heists, more hostage situations, more bank or whatever it is. They all keep happening and they're still the exact same as all the other shit that Batman has encountered before. And so he's like, okay, no, this can't just, this can't be a copycat. Because originally he was thinking copycat because the Riddler does not repeat himself. Mm-hmm. He is not that not uncreative. He, he would, he's too intelligent to. No backtrack so this i was thinking of this as like a mini series so you have a few issues where you finally start establishing all right he got tra- he got transferred to a hospital why he has to hack into the medical records find medical records are gone They're wiped out of the system there's no paper copies so he's trying to figure out what's going on gets a hold of security footage of being able to see what nigma was doing in arkham prior to his transfer to the hospital piecing together bits and things and you also get panels of going back and seeing what the Riddler is doing and everything's just a mess. Like he's, his hair is all disheveled and he's looking in the mirror and he's looking at these plans and he's like, what's this mean? Like he's lost. And then, you know, eventually he'll stare at it long enough and then he, comic panel wise, you see the pupils dilate or whatever. And he's like, oh, and then he goes and does whatever it is he's going to do. The whole thing is Batman figures out that he has Alzheimer's. That's the reason he's copying himself. He's copying. He doesn't remember. No, he's copying himself. He doesn't remember. He's got it. And the thing I always, the thing I think about Nigma is he's intelligent enough. He would realize it. He would realize there's something wrong with his brain, his only weapon. It's not working the way it's supposed to. In his moments of clarity, he would realize it and be like the last little bit, which is again, another rehash because he doesn't remember what riddles and traps and stuff he's done before. The last one is he's rigged it to where when Batman solves the riddle, it'll blow him up. Not him, not Batman, not the hostages himself because he can't be the smartest man in the room anymore. He is no longer himself, and he would rather be dead. Wow. Batman figures that part out, though, and gets there, and before they even have their confrontation, where he's got a suicide trigger, too. Like, if Batman does something, I can hit this button and end it all. And mm-hmm. if I take Batman with me, so be it. But I need to go out. 
I just, this is not how I want to not how I want to go. I don't want to go out drooling and not remembering who I am. I need to go out as the Riddler. And Batman figures that out and diffuses all of it, saves the hostage. Like gets he gets there before Riddler even realizes, like, oh, Batman's going to be there. So when Batman walks in, they have their little back and forth, and Riddler goes to hit the button and nothing happens. It's like what? What the hell? Now I know I wired this correctly, and Batman goes, "You did." But an hour ago, I came here and diffused all this crap before you even got here. We've we've done this before. I knew this is where your next stop was going to be. So. And and then you got Riddler getting angry, but then he's like, looks at Batman, like he gets up and starts punching Batman. Batman's not even fighting him. He's letting Riddler get punches in. He's not because he's he he understands the Riddler's just he, he knows what's going it's on frustration and then and then we know Riddler's like running out of oxygen air and like gets down on his knees and he's just pounding on Batman again and he's grabbing the cape and then he looks up and goes why do I hate you I know I hate you I can feel it but I don't remember why and then the panel is like just a silhouette of. Riddler on his knees at bat on bat in front of Batman and Batman just puts his hand on Riddler's shoulder. He says, we're going to get you help. Next, they cut to like three weeks later, it's daytime and they're at a basically an assisted living facility, like not even Arkham related. It's like Bloodhaven, something rather like a different town. Mm-hmm. You cut to a room. And you've got um, Nigma. Normal clothes. Normal hair, no green at all. Maybe, maybe like a green pin or something, something to remind him. And he's talking to somebody you don't see in the panel. And it's uh, he's saying, well, it was really nice of you to come by and talk to me again. You, you seem to come here a lot. Do I know you? Like, it's, and, and you cut out and it's Bruce. And Bruce is like, no, I just like to come talk to the people. Um, some people who don't have family just so that they know they're not forgotten but I brought you a gift and gives him a book of riddles and leaves. I'm not crying. You're crying. (laughs) Oh my God. I had that idea and I'm like, man, that would be an awesome, like short. That would be a great mini series. Oh God. That's that's heart wrenching. Yeah. Especially cause you know, Alzheimer's is a big deal, but just the idea of Riddler losing the only weapon, forgetting everything. Like I know I hate Batman. I want to kill, but why? Oh, my God. That's just heart-wrenching. And, uh, again, like we've established on some of the earlier ones, I like the stuff that's depressing. Yep. <laughs> I like the heart-wrenching because, I mean, there's some poetry to that of Batman realizing that there's no fight left here. This isn't... And he could even have... Because Edward Nigma isn't even his real name. It was Edward something else. Mm-hmm. Like Edward Naughton or something. I can't remember what it is. But they're using it in the new Batman movie. So at one point he became Edward Nigma and then he became the Riddler. I would even think that at some point during that confrontation where he's Bruce would call a Batman would call him that first name, his actual name and not Edward Nigma and not the Riddler. And Edward wouldn't even realize. Right. Cause Batman's battle is with these two Nigma and the Riddler. Cause they're the same person. Mm-hmm. This other person before Nigma is not, he was just normal, like just a regular mild mannered guy who had a string of bad days that led him to becoming Edward Nigma. Yep. So. Wow. 
I think that, yeah. Just because I think that there's a, there's a lot of studies about Alzheimer's that highly intelligent people tend to be more susceptible to it. Or that it's the brain starting to just fire. It's been firing too much, so it's, it's starting to lose its <laughs> wow. steam. Well, that's good to know. That means I'll probably never have Alzheimer's. <laughs> but Sorry, I that just, was a terrible joke. I apologize. I just think that that's... To tell that story with Riddler realizing... Because, again, he, like I said, he's the smartest man in the room, so he's going to steal his own medical records. He's going to look at him and go, fuck, I know what's going on. Yeah. But he won't be able to do anything about it. No. And he's probably tried. Who knows how long he's actually been out of Arkham. Oh, yeah. Good point. He's probably been trying and, like, kidnapping doctors and trying to find treatment. And maybe he finds some stuff that helps. Keeps him with those lucid moments for a little longer. But they don't last. But they don't last, and they get smaller each time. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no cure for it. So in this world, there's not going to magically... Batman's not going to go to the Bat computer and find a cure for Alzheimer's. No. All he can do is hope that the whatever last bits of Edward's life are at least peaceful. And the, the, the book of riddles is just that gesture of, look, I know you used to enjoy these. Mm-hmm. And that's Batman acknowledging Edward's identity. And I got kind of like a peace offering. Yeah. Like the battle's over. But because the last thing you have him opening a riddle and laughing, like saying the riddle, out, which is something one of the dumbest cheaper, like, you know, black and white and Read all over newspaper, you know, whatever the riddle is, yeah. some real like childish riddle. And he just kind of laughs. And that's the end of the comic. Wow. <laughs> How have you not written that for DC? How have you not submitted that to them? Because they don't beautiful. take they don't take unsolicited submissions oh. of their own IP. Whatever. That's yeah, dumb. right. They, they much like we talked about the Reddit thing. They're missing out on opportunities. Yeah. Granted, I think in one of the Batman stories, they did have that happen where he. It wasn't that he was getting Alzheimer's, but he was kind of losing. His sense of self like that, mm-hmm. he wasn't getting dumber, but he was his brain wasn't quite firing on all cylinders like it used to. But I, I think just the, I'm just picturing it in comic book form or even if you did it in live action. Just because I think comic book form, graphic novel form would work better because you get those really cool images of like that silhouette of just him defeated. Yeah, the panels. Yeah. Just him defeated and Batman, instead of like handcuffing him, is just gently putting his hand hand on his shoulder to try to console him. Because Batman knows that the place for him is not in a prison. And it's definitely not in Arkham. No. Arkham is not no place for anyone not criminally insane. Right. Basically, once certain point the Riddler is going to be gone. He's not going to be criminally insane anymore. No, at least not as you would define it in the court. (laughs) No, he's going to be something completely else. He's going to end up being heavily medicated and really have no harm to anybody, but yeah. Well, that's very sad. And I think that's a fitting way to end this, this uh, episode. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Thanks for bumming us all out, dude. Uh... (laughs) Oh, What? Here, here, riddle me this. What's yours, but everybody else uses it? My Facebook account? Your name. Oh, nice. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Well played. All right. Well, that's uh, it for the 90s. Maybe we'll venture into the 80s next time. 
So until then, hey, Hollywood. Hi, Russ. Did you like what you heard? Did you hate it? Do you agree with us, or are we complete and utter morons? Please let us know at our Twitter, which is at H3U Podcast. That's the letter H, the number three, the letter U, and podcast on Twitter. Eventually, we're going to run out of ideas, and we'll just talk about our hate mail, because I do like celebrities read mean tweets. Come tweet at us, and we might just tweet back.